0: Welcome to Sacred Silence. This is Sue Jones. Beginning in the month of May, we are going to be having a few interviews. They will be spaced throughout the week, and I will also have meditations during the week. So there will be both. Um, I'm inviting my my daughter-in-law, married to my son, Katrina Jones, and she is a fellow meditator, and she has her Uh, own inspiration and insightfulness to bring. Also, there will be information in the notes where you can contact me or contact Katrina if you have further questions. Remember, um, I do use essential oils, and I am inviting you to put your oils on. They help facilitate clarity and give us uh, more of a freedom, more of an openness to receiving new things new information so without anything further let's let's get right into the interview today
1: good morning good morning can you hear me yeah i can hear you can you hear me yeah i can
0: <laughs> so, you know, everyone else, is recording right now, so I'm just going to introduce that this is Katrina Jones, and she's not only my friend, she's a daughter, officially a daughter-in-law, but she's a daughter. And so, <laughs> welcome to
1: Sacred Silence. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and just get to talk and share our hearts together for everyone. Exactly. Tell them where you come call calling from. I am calling from outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Cool. So anyway, this
0: can be shared with your audience then too. And that gets the word out. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I thought just for our listeners sake, we might, um, we might hear a a little bit of disruption or whatever, because we've never done this before. And I don't know exactly (laughs) what I'm doing here. But I might stop it and say, thank you for today. And then it might not sound like we completely stopped it or whatever happens. I don't know. But I'm dividing it up so that we can use it for various podcasts that way.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And I just want to say, you know, how much for your audience, if they don't know this, I just want to honor you that you're always willing to try these new things. You don't let that stand in your way. You step out. You're you're still creating, you're adventuring, and I just want to honor you for that because that's a powerful thing. Well, thank you very much, and you are definitely uh, in
0: this with me, kind of in cahoots. (laughs) That's a good word. We sort of bounce off each other quite a bit. We do, we do. That's (laughs) funny. That's really good. So anyway, my podcast, Sacred Silence, is all about uh, and meditation and entering into that sacred space. Mm. And there's just so dark, many different kinds. And I wanted to hear from you. Uh, number one, just what drew you into meditation? It's not necessarily a, a Western
1: idea. So something drew you. Yeah. Well, I love that you call it sacred silence because I was just I had some sacred silence this morning and I was just it's such a juicy, sweet time, you know, and that's such a precious way to say it because it really is this sacred, beautiful silence that just comes over you. But just to answer your question, like, where did it all begin for me? I was kind of contemplating this over the last couple of days and it's funny. I think you and I have similar journeys in that um, like earlier in my youthful days, (laughs) Earlier, a long time ago, you know, I've always feel like I've been on kind of a a spiritually hungry, uh, curious journey um, for as long as I can remember. But I was, for those that may not know, I was raised in more of a conservative Christian background um, in the church, and you know, I remember periodically hearing the word meditation come up, like in scriptures that we might read. But there was never anything really talked about it. In fact, if anything, as I grew a little older, I think that I picked up on whether it was said directly or not, that there was almost like this, um, like, we don't talk about that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's associated with something... Um you know, woo woo. And they were very afraid of woo woo. Right. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm looking back in my, in my journey and kind of remembering that word popping up here and there. And I was curious about it, but I didn't really know, but it's funny. Cause I think those echoes of our heart, those like questions that maybe we don't even put words to, but are deep in our spirit you know, the spirit hears those and it's that spirit communication. So I feel like over the years that I a little bit more and a little bit more began to understand what meditation was more about. But I realized that I was kind of doing it without even realizing it. And I think that's kind of been your experience too. We just might not have been calling it that, but it was definitely a, a quiet silence and solitude that I might've called prayer time or something, but it was getting into like a secret quiet place and sitting there and really feeling the God of the universe communing with me in the deepest places of my soul and my heart and feeling that with my body, feeling it to the point that even like emotions might come forth. So I think it's just been like this very gradual, you know, evolving that's happened and understanding. And then, you know, somewhere along the the road, probably in the last um, five years, especially, um, I think the word has become more, I don't know if, if it, the right word is popular or just more out there. And I think more of a curiosity by more and more people and so i was just led to more and more teachings about what exactly is meditation and and i just kind of dove in head you know head in because it was so powerful and so beautiful and i realized i was already doing it i just needed someone to say hey that's what you're already doing <laughs> and i think there's different kind of forms for me um i do love just kind of sitting quietly. I look forward to that morning, those morning hours. That's really a sacred time for me personally is I, I, I love getting up early in the morning. I feel like I'm missing something really special. And so it wakes me up, you know, and I love to get into a quiet, still place and, and just sit. But also for me, I think journaling has been a big part of my meditation time too. And I know that's probably something we'll talk about more a little bit well sure
0: I've been taking a few notes here because we're covering a lot of uh, territory and it's really good because I think a lot of people will identify with the journey yeah many of us began in churches and many of us had the experience of hearing the word meditation at first it meant almost nothing just meant prayer right then after a while we picked up on those energies that we were receiving that it wasn't a good thing it was something foreign and so we kind of steered away from it and I wonder how many people in our stream felt that way
1: yeah yeah
0: and and so then you mentioned something I thought was a really good way you would make a great title for a meditation
1: (laughs) oh well good
0: that people feared the woo woo
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't. You know, I had this thought come to me a couple weeks ago because I've I've heard that before. Like, you know, people almost referring to the term "woo woo" in some kind of a negative way, and I'm like, why is "woo woo" bad? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: good too. Yeah, <laughs> but in the bad sense, in the sense that we initially meant it.
1: Uh, yeah. What
0: do you think is the behind the fear?
1: The fear of the unknown and not really understanding it. And so, you know, I've been learning a lot more of just, I guess, more um, examining the word fear, like even in my own life and then in seeing it um, play out like in more of a collective way, you know, obviously with some of the things going on in the world, um, the power of fear. And I, I heard a while back and this just really helped un- unlock this is that when you when you feel fear kind of rise up instead of causing it, you to retreat have it like look at it with curiosity you know, look at it with curiosity at different angles and like, even like what might be behind the curtain, if you will, like if you think of the imagery of the wizard of Oz and, you know, like Oz being behind the curtain as there was just this little man. And oftentimes I think the fear is this big curtain and, you know, we're so afraid of it, but there's something beautiful, I think inviting us on the other side of that. And if we can almost use fear, As a road sign, you know, is saying, Hey, check this out instead of go run the other way. Um, But I'm not, I just think it's the fear of the unknown. And when we don't understand something as human beings, we tend to demon, demonize it. Mm -hmm. And we don't want other people checking it out because of our own fears. And a lot of times those fears are rooted really in nothing at all. Exactly. Um, I and mean, in
0: fact, that's what you're saying by the little man in the Wizard of Oz. He was yeah. nothing to be afraid of. But I, I do want to just add that what you when you said to look beyond and be curious, that is nothing more than being mindful. And mm-hmm. that's a mindful meditation. They teach that in the East. It's very prominent and it's contemplative as well. It's just sitting with it. You use that word as well. And I think sitting is a very good descriptive word for what we do. We sit, we be still, we try to even bring our body into stillness. But the whole idea being to look at things. And and that just the looking will change the thing. That is the science behind it, which says that when, when we're on a, uh, our thoughts and our fears, our emotions and things are all being generated and thrown into our environment on a kind of a subatomic level. And what we, how we perceive things changes things. Mm. So they've done many experiences, experiments with that. And a, a scientist who is observing an experiment sees a different result then if there's no scientists observing only a camera, they get two different results simply by observing it. So evidently the person that is watching goes in with some preconceived ideas. Those ideas are projected into the reality and we see these things. So that's just a little of the science behind what we're doing here. But when you choose then to look at something, You just let it be. It becomes part of your moment. And your moment, generally speaking, if you're in a sacred, silent place, is pretty darn good. Yeah. (laughs) So you have revolutionized that moment of fear right there.
1: Absolutely. I also, as you were talking, what hit me too um, is that really I think the root of a lot of fear is judgment. There's a scripture that talks about, you know, there's no fear in love for fear has to do with judgment. And I, you know, I think what maybe kept a lot of us away from diving in and being able to just be childlike and curious about these things, I think the root of a lot of that fear was that there is this great judgment waiting for us if we screw up and make a mistake and maybe what allowed me to begin to open up more than anything was a revelation of love
0: yes and
1: and realizing that there was no fear there that it was only love and when the more that I sat in that love the less I was afraid to look into these things um that that really I think took Down the walls, and really has freed me even more now to just realize that I can trust love. I can trust the love of the Father. You know, when I think about um, what meditation is to me, I heard it said so well and it resonated. Meditation is sitting in the lap of my Creator, it's sitting in the lap of my Father, Creator, love, and just allowing that love to just permeate every cell of my body and mind and what from that do I have to fear exactly
0: yeah it is going back to so many we're not necessarily going to bring up all the scripture but you know so much of the scripture is about trusting God trust yeah. the relationship and yet every time we get into fear it's a little clue that we're not yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, that there's some peace there that needs to be healed and whole. That's right. um, That that will allow us to see more clearly. And Um, it's so simple then
0: to just sit with it, as you said, recognizing that you're, he's constantly abiding. You're completely surrounded. You're in a safe place mm -hmm. and you get to look at your fear and by golly, it's just that little man
1: behind the curtain He's <laughs> a big nothing <laughs> yeah and oftentimes it's it there are lies that are fueling the fear which is what we're seeing here with that that great visual you know the lie was there was the great and terrible eyes you know and it was this projection which i think is really uh, yeah. interesting in that movie that it was a projector that was projecting this giant <laughs> image and They had bought into it, and it took the little dog Toto going behind the curtain. I'm like, wait a second, there's a big curtain here, and it's just a man. Um, no, and just understanding um, that we are in him and he is in us, and that can never be separate that that can never be pulled apart you have a wonderful picture of that with the butterfly that I'm sure you've shared in some of your meditations and teaching about you know just becoming all that one juice there's no distinction I heard a friend share about it being like sweet tea you know once you've mixed in the sugar into the tea (laughs) and I'm from the south so that's a great picture you can't separate the sugar out after that like it's it's all one and and I got this beautiful picture just a few months back of just being in. I am in. And, you know, that. Well, can makes... you hold that thought?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hold that thought. So uh, we're going to wrap this one up and begin another and start the next one. And okay. then we'll start with the incarnation of Christ. So Ooh, perfect. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening and yeah. come back uh, again. Look for it in the Anchor Podcast app and uh, we'll see you the next time.